T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Things I, I wrote down today to talk with people about is, have you figured out how you feel? about this bull season and does game five figure into those feelings. And now I I mean you almost have to like just write that off. Like just write write that game off because they've played like a team that wants to go. I am Lawrence Holmes of the Lawrence Holmes show. This hour is being brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto online at carx.com. Ray let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on The Lawrence Holmes Show. Let's continue to talk about the Bulls and the Bucks and Game 5 and the future of the Bulls with a guy who called the game, and that would be Bill Wennington of the Bulls Radio Network. You don't like sad Chuck Swirsky either, do you, Bill? Hey, Mark, how you doing, man? This is great, isn't it? We got jobs, we're working hard, it's a great day in Chicago to be alive, isn't it? <laughs> is there something on Twitter that is motivational from you? Because if you want to complete the package, I need to see something in writing, in Twitter. Fall down seven <laughs> times, get up eight. There are many comfortable parking places in life. Give it to me, Bill. Here we are in the sixth seed, not in the playing games, in the sixth seed, playing the past world champions of Milwaukee Bucks. I would love to see a young boxer come up and in his first match play the world champion. What would happen then? Would then you say this guy has no hope? Or do you put him through the ranks, he goes through trial and error, figures it out, and then finally is contender and then plays the champ. He has a chance. This is the Bulls' first year with this team in the playoffs. Am I disappointed right now? Absolutely I am. But in the big picture, this is the first step of getting back to where you want to be. Make me a bicycle clown! Big thanks to Paul Sullivan who tells us it was Wallace Johnson. Wayman Wally! Face drop! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. Cody Westerland is going to join me to talk about your Chicago Bulls at 1240. If you're just jumping into your car and you just like the bass drop, you like to be a part of the party, I've got some bad news for you. Zach Levine's out of game five because he's in the health and safety protocol. So, you know, great, great. Everything's great. The White Sox have a game tonight. They have moved tomorrow night's game to tomorrow afternoon. 
because it's going to be cold and windy and not conducive to really playing baseball. The number of you like to text the show is 312-644-6767. This is the same number of you want to call. At some point, we are going to take some calls. You know what? We might as well do it now because I, I threw it out. I, I want to ask you a question about the Bulls and this series and this season. The question I have for you, I've been thinking about it, and I'll share some of my feelings too, is have you figured out how you feel about the 2021-22 Bulls season? It's a complicated question. The reason why it's complicated is going into the season, there were expectations. Let's not act like there weren't. They went and got DeMar DeRozan, and they got Lonzo Ball, and they added Alex Caruso. So there were expectations. I think that they met those expectations early on and then kind of drifted after the All-Star game into the playoffs. The other part of the question I want to ask you is, how connected to your feelings about this season is Game 5 of this series with Milwaukee? Like, if they get blown out again like they were in games three and four, does that sour the way that you feel about the season? Or are you like, if you get a good effort tonight, like even if it's a loss, does that make you feel like, all right, I can I can spin this in a positive way. I will leave this bull season with positive feelings. 312-644-6767 is the number. We'll take your phone calls. We'll take your texts. Hi to the people on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 the score. We're going to talk about the Bulls. I've got some White Sox stuff that I want to do, and I want to talk about Grayson Allen playing basketball with impunity. Next, here on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I don't know if there's anything necessary from our team that's taken me 
by surprise. But I do think for a lot of our guys being the first time playing in the playoffs, there's probably a, a huge learning curve that they're experiencing. You know, it's hard for me to look at a guy like Kobe or Patrick or Zach or even Io and say, okay, had they fair in this playoff series first previous playoff series, right? So a lot of these guys is the first time going through it. That's Billy Donovan talking about the Bulls and the mon- monumental task that they have ahead of them trying to come back in this series against the Milwaukee Bucks, who have a three-game-to-one lead inside of this series. Game five is tomorrow night. The question that I had on the table for you, I'm Lawrence, by the way. Thanks for listening to the show. Appreciate it. Shout-out to Mark Grody, who held down the show yesterday while I was holding down the Dan Bernstein show. It's all very confusing. But shout out to Mark Grody. He did a great job. Had Will, uh, Bill Winnington on, and he was great. And James Fegan. I'm going to read some James Fegan. James Fegan had a couple of uh, incredible paragraphs that kind of explain where the White Sox are as a team. I'll get to those later. I'll also get to my top five candy bars. It's important. I got to say candy bars because we've done top five candy. This is specifically candy bars. No Skittles. No M&M's. No nerds. Nerds! None of that. Never get any of that. Just about the candy bars. As the Bulls get ready for this series, my question to you is this one. How do you feel, and have you figured out your feelings about this season for the Bulls, and is any of it attached to what happens in Game 5 tomorrow night? 312-644-6767 is the number. Cody Westerlin will join us with a report on what happens now that Zach Levine is going to be out of game five. He'll join us in about 10 minutes. Let's start off with John. Hey, John, you're on the score. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Things are great, pal. What's on your mind? Uh, I just wanted to chime in on, uh, you know, what, what, you know, your question uh, about how I feel about the Bulls. And it's, uh, I don't know how I feel because there are so many. I'm happy, first of all, that they're, you know, in the playoffs for the first time in five years. And uh, Bill Winnington had a good point about, you know, them uh, making the playoffs and them playing against the champions. Um, I get it. But I, I just think that there's a lot to be determined. I don't know. There's no guarantee that Zach is going to resign here. Because there are not too many players that I've seen since I've been watching the Bulls that they signed people to two max deals. You know, they didn't do it with Derek. They didn't do it with Jimmy. You get one max deal, and then, you you know, you end up going somewhere else. And for Wait, some reason, hold on a up, second, John. Do you think the Bulls should sign him to a max deal? Honestly, no. I, I don't think so. Because, I, actually, I had, a, I had a scenario, if I may. Here we go, yo. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, that's right. Try call quest. You already know. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I think this is the opportunity now. If if I if I was general manager, I would trade Zach Levine, Vucevic, and Kobe White to the Lakers for Anthony Davis, Westbrook, and Kendrick Nunn. Mm-hmm. I think that <laughs> Rick Camp the the look on Rick Camp's face. When you said that was not a good one. So wait, you mean to tell me your goal is to trade for a player that doesn't play, a player who's bad when he does play, and another player that doesn't play? Why? Because two of the dudes are from Chicago? 
Nah, fam. You know what Russell Westbrook's going to make next year? $47 million. And if I were him, I would have already opted in. I'd be like, I'm, I'm back, baby. I'm back with the Lakers. Okay. Hi, Adrian. You're on the score. Hi, Lawrence. How you doing? Man, I'm great. How about yourself? On your question. Oh, pretty good. Uh, but regarding the Bulls, I just wanted to start off by saying they had a great uh, first half, really disappointing second half, and these playoffs are just horrible. I just wish they weren't shooting 33s, you know, in a game. I wish they could just drive it more to a hoop. I, I don't know if they forgot that you could get a foul and get three points that way. Um, but, yeah, I'm just disapp- I'm just really disappointed about how they're playing. Will game five, like let's say they win game five, does that change anything for you? Heck no. It doesn't matter. I'm going to actually go back to, you know, taking these bird nests out of my house. I, I care less. I don't know why you have bird nests in your house, but what's happening today? Texters have a point. That may be the worst trade request that's ever been recorded on the score. We've been around for 30 years. 30. And outside of really bad Cubs-Sox trades, that one, that's an all-timer. Is that Travel level? Fam, that, that is right there. I'm the, Maybe Travel went to college and he's now calling himself John because that trade right there. Vooch, Zach, Kobe for Russ, Kendrick Nunn, and Anthony Davis. You know what we need? Take in uh, literally $100 million per season to have a lot of it not play. You know, you need this guy that doesn't play a whole lot. Let's trade him for another guy who doesn't play a whole lot. I mean... I mean, at least he's a better guy that doesn't play a whole lot, but he plays even less. Russ had a historically bad season for Russ. And the money thing is just wild to try and make that work. There. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's on a list. Like, that's on a list of the worst trades that have ever been offered to the score. I want you to know... The trade offers like John is part of the reason that this show doesn't take calls that often. The people have spoken. And yes, it's entertaining and I'm getting a kick out of it. Here's the thing that you don't know. The listener hates the caller. Hates him. And he hates him because of what John just did. Because everyone that was listening was like, ugh. Like, I'm sure the texts were, Lawrence, please hang up on him. Trade for Russell Westbrook? Just so you know, Russ is my favorite player. And I don't want him. And Anthony Davis? Come on, man. And I'm sure that they're probably right now, Anthony Davis's family, they're listening to this show. But y'all know, y'all know what it is. No, nah, Ray, we're done. You don't have to screen any more calls. You're good. You don't have to do that anymore. John messed it up for everybody. Him and the last guy, they messed it up for everybody. So we're going to take the calls away. You can go ahead and just lock the phones. Just lock them. Because we're done.
People can make their, this is why we love Twitch, and this is why we love the text screens. People can still have their voices heard via those two options. But, no, we got to take the phone calls away from everybody because of John. I I just want to say, in my defense, as the person who answers the calls and screens the calls, that John did not provide that trade scenario (laughs) to me. And I here's behind the, the curtain moment here. Ray, what did, said, what did you say to me before I, said, hey, I took the call? You know, we got a lot of calls, Lawrence. Go to John first. I like this guy. And then the call proceeded. Sorry, John. <laughs> I apologize, John, but I'm not, I'm not trying to make you look bad here. But the trade scenario was not a good one. No, it was terrible. Cody Westerlin covers the Bulls every day. He's going to join me to talk about them and the possibility of them winning game five next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Do we need to play a little bit differently? I understand that the point guard position with Lonzo not being here, we've kind of done it by committee. There's been different things we had to do. How can we be better all the way around players, coaches, organization? I think you're always going to view it that way. But I do think that this time with the level of teams we've played, and certainly Milwaukee's a championship-level team, I don't think there's any question you find out information, you know, in these kind of settings, in these kind of games about all of us. Billy Donovan talking about what his Bulls need to do in Game 5. There is some breaking news, though, and breaking news in the score is brought to you by the Beat the Streak podcast. Get an inside edge on how to win the $5.6 million prize every day this baseball season. Listen on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast. Cody Westerland covers the Bulls, and he is going to help us out with the breaking news, and that news is that Zach Levine is in the health and safety protocols. Cody, what's the latest on this, and, and what are you hearing from the Bulls about Zach's status for tomorrow night? Well, his status is certainly in serious jeopardy at this point. So the expectation is that Zach Levine won't play in Game 5, which is a winner-go-home game for the Bulls. We know that the Bulls are fully vaccinated, which means Zach's vaccinated, uh, which in this case means the path to him returning to play uh, that could possibly have any logical hope would be This was an inconclusive test result. He was placed in the protocols because that's the procedure. And then he would probably need to return two negative PCR tests within a 24-hour window, which there is still more than 24 hours before tip-off time. So that would, I think, be the last gasp hope for him to still play on Wednesday night. But it feels like, especially after Billy Donovan told reporters that, that Zach wasn't feeling great this morning, it seems like this is certainly trending towards Zach Levine being out, and there's just been hardly any cases since this COVID fiasco started in the NBA, even dating back to last season. Very, very, very few times when when someone really came to return to play in like a day out of the protocol. Okay, so let's start talking about this from a strategic standpoint. Zach's out. I hear you chuckling. Like, Zach's out. So what in the world do the Bulls do offensively now? Start praying to the basketball gods, I think. Like, that to me feels like the best case scenario uh, for them, but that puts more of a burden on DeMar DeRozan. We know that he would have to be special. He would have to be spectacular. He'd have to be high efficiency. And then the other factor there certainly would be the Bulls role players would have to knock down three point shots 
and they haven't done that well in the second half of the season or since the All-Star break, haven't done that well enough in these four games against the Bucks. And it only makes it harder because Zach's their best high-volume three-point shooter from the outside, the, the guy who can rise up and do it off the dribble or off the catch-and-shoot. And now you're going to be looking at a lot more guys who, who are really just catch-and-shoot guys, and you have one more or one fewer guy to create for them. So it would, to me, just take a spectacularly hot shooting for performance for the Bulls in Game 5 to, to really hang with the Bucks, who who have proved that they can get it going on the offensive end. And even with Zach Levine, the, the Bulls weren't hanging around uh, from an offensive perspective. So such a tough uphill battle for this Bulls team if he's going to be out like we expect. I know that we talk about this all the time over the last few weeks. Does this open up an opportunity for Patrick Williams to be more aggressive? Yeah, I think so, right? Like that that's the glass half full if you're looking for uh I'm trying to find it anywhere I can, five. Cody. I think every minute that Patrick Williams gets in this playoff series is important and obviously uh he had the big game too or real solid game too, put up the numbers with 20 and 10 in in game four, but it was kind of hollow because it felt like a lot of those came when the game was out of reach or, or kind of the fake rally the Bulls had for a little while. But yeah, like this experience matters for him. Yes, it's an even better opportunity for him to do a little bit more. Will he do that? I don't know. That's like a coin flip every night, it seems like, whether Patrick Williams is going to be really aggressive or passive on offense, but that should open up the door for him. If you're a Bulls fan, I think if you're a member of the Bulls coaching staff for the front office, you would love to see it, even if it's just for one game, like being aggressive for 36, 38 minutes out there would be important for his development moving forward and see what he can do. But uh, it it would probably be in a lost cause in the big picture of uh, what we're going to see here on Wednesday night. What are the things that you've seen Milwaukee do in games three and four that have allowed them to win by a combined 54 points? It's felt like to me, Giannis has gone to the basket with a little bit more purpose and a little bit more consistency. And it's hard, right? Whether you're a viewer, an outsider, to be like, oh, when are these players going to flip the switch? Are they trying 100%? But there are times where it looked like Giannis would pass the ball in the first two games after the first guy cut him off a little bit. And these past two games, like when he's really got it going here at the United Center, like he is an absolute beast. Like we saw him on a couple plays in transition the other night. Like it didn't matter who was in his way. He was going to go coast to coast, get to the paint, and either put a layup or dunk in or kick it out if four Bulls defenders collapsed for him to him. And it's felt like he he's done that a little bit more. And I think that's really opened up the outside shooting. So in addition to to the Bucks hitting their perimeter shots at a higher rate these past couple games, and no one more so than Grayson Allen, who's just been on fire 11 of 14 from downtown the last two games. Those looks are really, really open for the Bucks because it feels like Giannis is even attracting more attention, and I think part of that is because Chris Middleton's been out, so naturally the ball's in Giannis's hands a little more, the playmaking burden's on him a little more, and I think in a way he probably realized that that he needs to fire it up a little bit to, to take care of business here rather than the whole team taking care of business in a situation where uh, it might have been slightly more evenly distributed. And look, Middleton wasn't playing that well the first two games anyway for most of the first six quarters um, that he played. So I think it was helpful probably for the Bucks to just kind of uh, revert a little bit more of their offense to Giannis. Is it fair to say that the Bulls have decided to sell out in defending Giannis and that's what's allow Grayson Allen to to have back-to-back playoff career highs? 
Yeah, I think it's fair. That's a lot of it. Uh, Billy Donovan pretty much admitted as much. You've really seen uh, defenders on help defenders for the Bulls on both of Giannis's hips these past couple games, whether he's driving left or right, you'll see two, three Bulls uh, around him when he gets in the lane. And really, that still hasn't mattered at times. Like, he went for 32 points in game four. He's still going to get his. But it, it seems like the Bulls have been a little bit further behind in rotation the last two games, and some of that's the attention they've given Giannis. Zach Levine obviously made made reference to part of what the Bulls were sacrificing in game three was the fact that like you got to leave someone open and in a lot of those plays Allen was the guy who at the end of the rotation was going to be left open and the Bulls had to live with that and it completely burned him and he said hey maybe something needs to change for game four well nothing really changed for game four I don't know how much of that you want to put on the strategy and how much of it was the Bulls just being in absolute disarray defensively as they got behind early and and Giannis kind of dictated the flow and pace let me throw something at you that I I threw at Will Purdue yesterday, is it possible that DeMar DeRozan could spend the offseason working on threes and come back and be an effective three-point shooter? And here's the reason that I asked the question, Cody. I'm looking at ball rotation by the Bulls, and I'm seeing the ball stop at DeMar with what looks like an open corner three, and he doesn't take it. He dribbles into the defense and yeah, that, that's how he scores, and he's been able to do that fairly effectively for his whole career. Is it in his shot to become a better three-point shooter as he perhaps ages out of being the best mid-range player in the game? Yeah, I mean, I think you can continue to work on skills. We've seen DeMar improve like his passing, for example, in, in the latter half of his career here on the back end of his prime. So I certainly think you can do that. He's a 28.8% three-point shooter for his career, Lawrence. So I, I wouldn't have my hopes too high, but it's worth noting that I just shot, need him to get to 32%. He, he shot 35% this year on low volume, but you're right. A lot of those were wide open. You saw some of those wide open ones in game four. He didn't knock them down. I think he was 0 for 5 from three-point range in game four, if I remember right. But that would be something that should be on his radar. And I'm sure he shoots three-pointers. There's no doubt about that. But it's about kind of taking some of that time and putting that focus from mid-range onto three-point range. That would be the question. Does he feel like he's going to get out of rhythm and consistency as a player here with what he does best? And I think the only other problem of that, like who's going to sit down and tell him that? Like he has to do that, right? I, I don't know whose conversation that is, if it's AK's, if it's Billy Donovan's, and how he would receive that, because the Bulls certainly added him under the the pretense, basically, of we want you to be you. What you provide us is what we need. What right, your but, but now are. you have the, the data point of what you do is is great for us, and it helped us get to here. If you add that to you becoming a more a, a threat, you becoming more of a threat as a three-point shooter, we might be able to take the next step. Like That's how I would approach having the conversation with him. Yeah, and I, I do think he'd... I mean, DeMar's a good guy. Like I, He hasn't really gotten mad this year, I don't think, one time at the media. I haven't seen him get mad that we know of like one time 
at teammates or anything like in a public setting, nothing along those lines. You don't hear people whispering about that off the record or anything behind the scenes. So I think he has the right attitude. I I don't know how much of an uptick it would be, but I agree with you. I 100% agree with you, and and I think most people would because the three-point ball is just hurting the Bulls so much in these playoffs, and it probably gets magnified more in these shorter series and more against these elite teams. Billy Donovan was noting that the Bulls got they generated 19 three-point shots from the corners, the most efficient spots the other night, and they only made five of them, and the Bucks were like four for five. So like the Bulls stylistically were getting the right shots from three-point range on the floor but just not hitting them at the right clip because that goes back to talent and it goes back to what you do in the offseason and what you focus on. So uh, great point. I agree with it. He should do it. We should ask him that in exit interviews. It's a good question, and it's a good question to get Billy Donovan's thought, too, as kind of a post-mortem after the season. All right, well, cool. I mean, I, I look forward to hearing what his answer is. because, And the reason that I brought it up, Cody, is because I went and looked at Kobe's. Yeah. Kobe's his idol, right? Like, I looked at Kobe was a guy that shot a lot of threes. And and he wasn't as an effective three-point shooter. Like, I think he shot 32%. That's what I need. I need a little bit more volume and a little bit more effectiveness. The willingness to take the three will set defenders up to come out and try to guard him. And then DeMar can beat them off the dribble because he's really good at a mid-range game. I'm just saying that it's a facet that I'd love to see him explore because I think that it would lengthen what has been, I think, a Hall of Fame basketball career. Yeah, and the only way the Bulls as a team, and I think this gets to a better, bigger point, are going to improve is if they have, if to get to the next level, to win a playoff series, to go deep in the playoffs, they need more players who are just better all-around players, right? Like, that's Zach Levine getting better at defense. That's Nikola Vucevic or whoever the center is next year in two years being a better rim protector. It's Patrick Williams being more aggressive. It's Io DeSumo trying to finish as well at the rim in the half court as he is spectacularly on the fast break. Stuff like that. They don't, they don't have many two-way players. Like, I've talked about this with some of the beat writers before, like, How many two-way players do the Bulls have who are truly like what you would say above average or solid or strong on both ends of the floor? You can argue that it's really just Lonzo Ball, right? And he's not even a guy who puts pressure on the rim. He's a good three-point shooter spotting up. Like He's good in that role, and he's a good two-way player. Like Alex Crusoe, awesome at defense, but is usually still average to below average on offense, although his passing's been really important. So so that's not in his direction, too. But they just don't have enough two-way players. And sometimes two-way doesn't just have to mean offensive defense, too. Like You can become more diverse in your offensive skill set to really open up things, too. So for DeMar, that might be more the route for him. Cody, as always, I appreciate it. Once this series is over and maybe the season is over, I'd like to talk with you again to kind of break down what happens in the Bulls offseason. Absolutely. It'll be uh, it'll be a big offseason for the Bulls. It seems like we say that for, for almost every team all the time, but they've taken a step and looks like they're going to have to try to take the next, next step here uh, next year, it looks like. That is Cody Westerlin. He covers the Bulls for us. Follow him on Twitter at Cody Westerlin. Trust me, if you love the Bulls, you should be following Cody. To speak to my point on Kobe, and I didn't give Kobe enough credit, he's a 33% shooter from behind the arc. His last three full seasons, three-point attempts per game for Kobe, 5.2, 
I'd like DeMar to match that. And if it was in Kobe's game, it can be in your game. I want to talk about Grayson Allen when we return. There's some White Sox stuff I want to get to, too, inside the 1 o'clock hour. But I want to talk about Grayson Allen and why I feel like what we're seeing him do, it hurts so bad. I'll explain next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.